Welcome back to the Arl Knots Podcast, episode 30. This is Zach Koontz, and I'm joined once again by Master Sean Baby. Thought it was pretty funny out there in the zone. That's, that's what we do. We do callbacks with the callback boys. Callbacks to shit you haven't even heard yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming back to talk that's about a, this. Always a pleasure. Fantastic movie. Is that what we're talking? We've been talking Destiny for 45 minutes now. Yeah, we had. I just, I, I knew better after last time because uh, it's really great. You and I talk, and we just, it's just Tangent City. There's like, right. if you made a, a, a map of our conversations, like, the you could follow it, but lost. it's, it's, we've probably known each it. other too long for to make a good podcast with just the two of us. But we're, gonna, I mean, fuck it. We're going to yeah. do it anyway. But when I did, uh, it was editing the last one we did, I cut off maybe 45 minutes of uh, right. just completely worthless, funny stuff, but there was just no, no place point. for it. Then I did one with Robert and I edited zero material out of it. It was lean. It was like direct to the point. Yeah. He kept me on track on my own podcast. I was like, there is a dynamic with you guys that is uh, is very clear to me now. Yeah. No, he's that professional. Yeah. I, would, and I, just, I really embraced the fuck around. That's whole, the whole mission statement when I started the website was like, let's not do anything important. Right. Like, let's. Oh, like oh, oh, that's, uh, let's plug. This is the perfect time for plugging. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Go to 1900hotdog.com to get all the latest in unimportant, but very silly and fun cursed artifacts. That's good. Patreon.com slash 1900hotdog. We're supported by listeners shit. like you. Oh, yeah. It's that's the best. Down. It's like the, the fucking easily the best comedy website <laughs> without ego. <laughs> Easy. Is it uh? What's your competition like these days? Is it yes, still see, that's kind of the joke I'm making. But... <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm glad I could just completely walk, just stumble through the fucking folding chairs and fall down on that. On that one. <laughs> that's a good punchline. When somebody goes, let me let me come in and set you up to tell everyone you're explaining the joke. Uh, we yeah. got there. We got there. That's how we do it. Well, today uh, we're kind of just going through director Mark Lester's uh, resume the last few episodes. Oh, really? Did you already do Commando? No, no, we did Class of 1999. Okay. Not 84. Is, uh, you went all the way to 99. Well, yeah, because I actually hadn't seen 84 and I didn't even know it existed. I just thought 99 was in a league of its own. And uh, yeah. I was fine with that knowledge, but I feel like we've exhausted in this conversation all of the good Mark Lester movies. Like that dude... You'd think from Commando and Showdown Little Tokyo, you're going to get like all these really stylish, awesome movies, but the, they're the kind of movies that would just hide on the blockbuster shelf for decades without anyone touching them. Yeah. Like, just like, yeah. here's here's a fine actor's face, like a decent guy you know, probably, <laughs> in the shadows, and then there's maybe a car. You're like, oh, that's probably a thriller or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's... uh. And he didn't do very well after this either. He had a block of movies that was just pretty excellent. He did Commando, John Candy's Armed and Dangerous, which was, I, you know, I got sure. a soft spot for it. It's not a great movie. It's not an enduring classic, but no, he's he's just like a really competent guy that yeah. uh, I don't think he does any of the, his writing. Like uh, his writing credits are like the double generic movies that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'll never remember. Well, he was. That. Yeah, he this and this movie Showdown in Little Tokyo was popular in the. Uh, there used to be a block on HBO. It was Thursday nights was Action Night. That's how mm-hmm. they pitched it. 
Thursday night is action night on HBO. And I think this movie just premiered on HBO. So it was, I don't think this had like a theatrical release. Is that, is that true? Shit. Yeah. I'm willing to bet. Well, uh, it's a very, very competent movie. Absolutely. In what it's trying to do. And I feel like the action sequences are, uh, they're not Jackie Chan. But they're not like Lorenzo Lamas, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, there's a, there's a clear storytelling, even though it's not like it's 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 a lot of high spots. If you like high spots, um, yeah. like it'll be like, oh, Brandon Lee, go do a sweet kick. We'll kind of make it work. <laughs> there's a lot of stuntmen like waiting their turn to get sweetly yeah. kicked by Brandon Lee, but like, you know, this is a very Streets of Rage type. Uh, pacing going on here it's just right. a bunch of npcs just waiting around to get fucking special moved by these two guys right what i what i was surprised about most was how fucking lean this movie is i totally forgot like i used to watch this movie all the time i had it on i taped it off of the tv like because it had some brief nudity in it you know that was sure. you, you took it where you could get it back yeah like then. five or and, six uh, different times it's like the, yeah they were not There's fucking around Premium '90s breast implants going on in here, which have a look. They are a thing. I, I will. I'm not a connoisseur, but I definitely see a difference now versus then. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I am a titty expert, and they are. You're right. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I got that that <laughs> concur from the master himself. Oh, not a master. master. No, no, I haven't, I haven't got certified yet, but. I mean, you Titty know, Apprentice. An enthusiastic uh, amateur. <laughs> yeah. You are probably more qualified as a Titty uh, commentator than than uh, Dolph Lundgren is as a Japanese man. Uh, God, I don't know. He was very, very <laughs> Japanese in this. <laughs> <laughs> he stood out in a lot of awkward ways when he was trying to be Japanese. <laughs> was, uh, so, uh, so, uh, yes. Dolph Lundgren, this. <laughs> yeah. Ohio. 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 He, uh, so, I'm getting yeah, way too much energy to it. He has all the grace of a sleepy Frankenstein Yeah, through his, his Japanese enthusiast performance. So this is a, a, a movie that's basically uh, Dolph Lundgren's bad day against the Yakuza. It's, it does, I don't even yeah. think it takes place in more than a 48 hour period. It just, it hits hard and fast. It takes off and just kind of doesn't stop moving yeah. until and the fucking, I, the, 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 the titular showdown. And I feel like the tone is um, really common in, of, of like the early nineties movies where like human life means nothing. <laughs> and there's no like real sense of danger, but they tell you there's a sense of danger. It's like constantly like, oh, he's so dangerous. Or the bad guy will be like, I'll kill everyone. And they're like, oh, Jesus, sorry. But then like when it's time to fight, they're like, oh, they all have guns. So uh, no need to worry. I'll just walk up and punch them and all their guns will miss me or they yeah. won't fire them or whatever. Like it's really hard to get a handle on what the stakes are until the movie tells you explicitly, like here are the stakes. Um People are, like I say, like if there's 10 or 12 guys, like that's a karate fight. If there's 30, maybe it's a gunfight. If, right. if it's a gunfight, there's no need to take cover, that type of thing. There's no Oh like, yeah, Dolph just walks straight in a straight line towards his attackers. Right. Like there's no human personality or emotion. There's no fear. Like like if you watch 11 of your guys get killed, you're not going to be like, oh shit, I got to get the fuck out of here. It's like, no, okay, it's my turn to get killed. Here I go. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, 
I think the most distinguishing thing about this movie is that Dolph Lundgren is, you know, obviously uh, just uh, the biggest white guy of all time. Like he just yeah. is huge and gorgeous and he's very much into Japanese culture in this movie. He is the original weeb. He yeah. eats Japanese breakfast. He has a leather jacket with a rising sun on the back of it. He <laughs> is on the Asian task force. Like it's, right. uh, he, he's basically selected for that job. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this completely exoticizes Japan, like in a way where I feel like it might have defined what most of our generation knows about Japan. Uh, it's, it's just like every, every single Japanese thing they could think of, they put in the movie and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it, and it is very much like you get stuck uh, talking to an asshole and they say something like, you know, I spent a weekend at a place and, and I made the following four observations about their culture. And then they just tell that snippet for the rest of their lives and like you're catching him on his least interesting day. That's, that's the motif of the film. <laughs> it's that's about it. And, uh, it also the other motif is the, uh, the cops that play by their own rules. This is, uh, right. We see a police station one time. Yeah. These guys are this movie. way off the fucking books, way off the books. It starts off the books. He's, uh, yeah. he, he crashes an underground fight club. Mm-hmm. And by swinging in on a rope from the ceiling, like fucking Tarzan. Yeah, great entrance. Uh, this is Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah. he who is just a man among boys. Yeah, and the the two guys that were fighting are half his size, so he's just automatically just <laughs> completely in control of this entire room. He's like, "I told you guys, you're all bad boys." And then get the the, the fighters get the signal that like to kick his ass, and then he's just like. Sure. And then they start betting on him. So he, now he's part of this crime and he yeah. kicks everybody's ass. Uh, there's a moment here where a guy, uh, he punches him in the head and like breaks his hand on his invincible European skull. And I'm just like, <laughs> I forgot about that. This, yeah. this dude's whole life is punching and here he's like, he just can't deal with a head like Dolph Lundgren's. <laughs> it is very angular. There's, there's yeah. not a lot of softness to it. I, I, it's true. When he I'm and Grace Jones that made one. out, that had to have like just carved skull skin off their heads <laughs> so much cheekbone yeah they, so they, they got to be very careful on, on re-entry it's <laughs> i think we talked about that coupling on another podcast and i, I was like that's got to be the hottest absolutely like, bone session that's ever happened like that's those Just two must have like we gotta muscles. check out what day it happened because there might have of... been some kind of like earth catastrophe that happened yeah. that day we gotta and think of like the artistic contrast and flesh tones Oh yeah, just, no, that's the best part. God, it'd be so beautiful. Just a yin yang of just sweat and muscle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just finished. I'm good. It's, yeah, <laughs> mission accomplished um, on this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'm only gonna go talk to Zach until I get off, and then I gotta go. I gotta go. So oh, thanks God. for thanks for having me. One nine hundred hot dog. <laughs> so the Yakuza run in there are there, there's like I said there's no escalation this just shit it's already yeah, maxed it's out going. the Yakuza runs in I guess they're here to take over this dude's business they just start gunning everybody down they don't give yeah. a shit about the giant white man in the ring I really they do love, clearly um, see him but, they, do, they, yeah, they see him but they're like he's not part of this right uh, I love in the in, in 90s maybe 80s that people loved Uzis and so, oh, like, the dude, stunt so guys would, would roll in with an Uzi and just do quick little sprays. Just mm-hmm. obviously, it, if if you'd follow the trajectory of these bullets, they were making like a U shape, like <laughs> eighty feet apart, somewhere on a wall behind them. Like it's just <laughs> just absolutely hitting nothing they're aiming at. 
because uh, it's not that's not important. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's almost that way's the, the movie's way of saying what this guy's shooting at is not important or for sure. This guy did not hit anything like, like you just sort of speak this visual language of like, you see an Uzi, you know, shit is just awesome. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just background action. Like these bullets, don't worry about these. I just, this just looks cool. Um, <laughs> I like that. Uh, he's chasing them down and they're getting away in a car and he somehow gets oh, in yeah. front of their car. And they're going to run him down. So he jumps over the car, but not jumps, jump kicks. He fucking jump kicks over the car, yeah. which even as, as so whenever we talk about these kinds of movies, whether it's Van Damme or, or this, I, I always will admit that when these came out, I thought they were rad, like legitimately okay. rad, but I was at least self-aware enough to know that that was fucking cheesy as hell. Like, <laughs> I was like, dude, why did you throw that kick? Yeah. Like, yeah. Did that help his head? What are you time? kicking? What, yeah. What was the logic. Is, it the, is he just such a ninja that it's the only way he knows how to jump? He's like, I've never jumped without kicking. And I'm not going to start now. <laughs> I, I wish he, at that point, I wish there was like another car that just jumped into the air and met him halfway. And he just yeah. kicked the car. Like at yeah. that point, just just do it. Godfrey Hill would have done that. Absolutely. The car would have turned into a man. It would have been fucking on. <laughs> um, so... So what next so then the Yakuza, movie, they take over this business. They 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 right. grab the little guy that was running the fight club and they crush him in the junkyard. That's their that's how they handle business. They crush people in junkyards. And yeah. then they uh they, they uh, Shang Tsung is the main bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, and he's got the 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 bald guy from Ninja Turtles. He was yeah. Shredder's second in command. He's Shang Tsung's second in command in this one. They Kerry also have Aleong and the other guy that uh is always with Aleong. Uh yeah, uh James Liu. Right. Yeah, James Liu. They got so this is the Yakuza, but they got a, a lot of Chinese and Korean yeah. actors in here doing their thing. Uh Aliong, James Liu, uh you Simon of- Ree from Best of the Best is uh, a Korean man. He is part of the Yakuza as well. Right. I remember Best of the Best. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy with the eye patch. He cuts his finger yeah. off in this one. He's I the remember. guy that fucked up his guard duty. Was he the one that lost but, uh, to Chris? No, he didn't lose to Chris Penn. No, no, no this, he was his, Chris Penn. No, he lost to uh, his real life brother. Oh, right. Simon. Damn, that so movie Simon was powerfully and, emotional. Simon and Philip Ree. That's dude. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, that's a good Eric poll Roberts. to like remember all the names and the plot of Best of the Best. Oh yeah, dude. I, I, I'll tell anybody to watch Best of the Best any chance I get. I love when I they have to break boards when like, okay, it's all tied up. Let's talk best of the best for just a, just a couple minutes <laughs> just a where they're like, yeah. the fight's tied up. So they got to, this like, is Chris Penn, by the way, this is Chris, Sean yeah. Penn's fat brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have to, yeah, they, they have, have a dim mock competition. Yeah. And, and Chris Penn's so country that he like, he doesn't do like a cool karate chop. He has, he comes up and like fucking haymakers it with a straight punch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty excellent. He was a racist just, cowboy who's yeah. into like really into Asian culture. And that's a good way to tell the audience this guy punches like a real dick. He has <laughs> no respect for the Bushido. You know, he had zero Bushido. He was only yeah. in it for kicking ass and, and taking names. That was his business. And that one guy did like um, the, that overhand ridge strike to get through. Okay, I'm done talking about hand. best of the best. Yeah. Well, yet Ahmad Rashad was on the color commentary team, and he was like, "This is an unorthodox technique, something called the ridge hand." <laughs> I was like, "All right, bro. looking it up." If you've taken one Taekwondo class, you know what it's called. Like, that's it's not that unorthodox. Yeah, um, I brought it up last podcast because we were talking about uh, class in 1999, and 
one of the robot substitute teachers from that movie is the owner of the U.S. karate team and best of the best. So I'm going to make it a point it's to bring so that movie up every single episode. That's <laughs> that's, I think that's that should my be challenge. the connective tissue for all of your podcasts. How is this connected to best of the best? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I, the next of my notes, I have him. He's having lunch and he's like, speak, they really set it up that, oh, he can speak Japanese so oh, yeah. fluently. He's getting, he can like, yeah, there's the an old, old Japanese lady yeah. who's like flirting with him. That's how fucking Japanese he yeah. is. But he's also Dolph Lundgren. So he just learned how to act like two years ago. And <laughs> he has like a Frankenstein monotone, uh, even yeah. in Japanese. There's, it's like more, he's kind of has more flair in Japanese because he's clearly, uh, repeating what the Japanese teacher, uh, you know, phonetically speaking it. So he's, anyway, the, the point is, uh, he's very Japanese and <laughs> he breaks up a Yakuza protection racket, uh, which is just the like same a, guys, by the way, who yes. just saw him last night. They like, they just don't even, they barely acknowledge him. Like that's yeah. not the same giant white man that just like almost killed us last night. The jump kicked over our car. <laughs> that fucking box our culture with his every inch, all yeah. 400 inches of him. Uh, so now he goes over and again, they're just toys to him. He, he takes them apart, like with one hand, uh, yeah, he's drinking his tea with his yeah. with his pinky up. You know, he's he's and really really giving it to these guys. He's really fucking cucking them out right now, and and also breaks as much as possible. Like like maybe they should be running a protection racket against this maniac because he <laughs> like breaks the window, he breaks the shelf, uh, and he obviously doesn't have to. He could just be punching these guys in the face and killing them. Uh, Brandon Lee arrives just in time to see like a Cynthia Rothrock snap kick combo. One of those like yeah. <laughs> Snap kick, and then the foot comes back, tucks behind the knee, and then back, and then back, like paint yeah, brushing yeah, their face the, with your foot. The, yeah, the, that, yeah, that's a perfect example. It's like the hook kick to snap kick, like yes. back and forth. Yeah. Uh, looks Which great is, when you're nine uh, years old. Uh, looks fucking stupid uh, when you're a grown man. Uh, but then Brandon Lee is grown. like like a full-on like Marvel Comics two heroes meeting. They just start fist fighting. Uh, yeah. He hits him Which is a little racist because like, he walks in and he's like, you must be with these guys. Do you have the same, you know, yeah. shoulder padded, uh, you know, zoot suit on and uh, you're kind of Asian. So I'm just going to start fucking you up. Right. Seeing, Brandon Lee is half Asian in a way where you're like, if if that guy started speaking, if that guy didn't speak English, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, like he just yeah. has the face of someone who's American, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so for him to think, oh, this half Chinese man must be with the Japanese Yakuza is uh, <laughs> it's uh, more telling about the filmmakers than it is about the character. The character should know right off the bat, like what this guy's deal is like you. This guy does not carry himself with Bushido or whatever the fuck. Right. But no, he's just like half Asian. Kill him. Uh, he and he straight up flash kicks Dolph yeah, Lundgren. That's like his opening him. move. He kicks the knife out of his head and then just flash kicks him like it's so casually. Sweet. It's so but like, sweet. but gently, like, yeah, they already might Tickles as well be him. fucking this. It's exactly yeah. how I would kickbox a man if I wanted to kiss him is, is the, what I'm trying to say. The, yeah, I want to say movie, right off the bat, Brandon Lee's character is very gay coded in a way. I don't yeah. know if it's intentional. It was uh, the, the sexual tension in the rest of this movie from this point forward is like real thick, thick. Um, so, is that your take? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm, no joke. I, I feel like this. I feel like Branley's character is gay. Just doesn't. He's just in the closet, and um, like I feel like in the text of the movie that's there. And I'm he not also tries. That. Yeah, he he like overcompensates in in yes. 
in moments where there's like where he's supposed to be manly, he's like, "Well, let's get eat, eat sushi off those naked chicks, bro." Yes. And it's like, "Hey, tone it down a little bit, man." Like a straight fellas do, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he uh, and what's really sad about it, this this buddy comedy or whatever this this you know odd couple is that in any other situation, Brandon Lee walks into the room, he's like the the just radiating charm and, mm-hmm. and good looks and just like a smoothness that is just not there when he's in the same room as Dolph Lundgren. Like, right. He's just a fucking nerd when Dolph Lundgren's in the room, which is really <laughs> sad because this is Brandon Lee. Like this is, this was yep. a big, this was right before the crow. Like he was about to blow up. So this was his sort of launch pad into that was this movie where he's basically sexually frustrated by Dolph Lundgren in a weird <laughs> <laughs> unintentional way yeah yeah and uh yeah so they started this is know, where we find just, out they're both cops and assigned right. to each other yeah. and um brandon lee is he's both a nerd but he's also a karate master um mm-hmm. but he's also um really confused about everything in shit in in ways that like are troubling hold on let me let the dog get that out of her system well, yeah, there's a line later. He's so so. Here, let's just back back up a little bit. There's a moment where Ke- uh, Kenner, that's Dolph Lundgren's character, is like, "How can you be so ignorant about your own culture?" And <laughs> right. it's like, bro, he is so clearly American. Like, it's what the fuck are you talking about? Your culture, yeah. like that's when a an idiot white guy. <laughs> yep. Like, I've because you know, I've experienced this in in real life. They're like, bro, you're like. Like, why don't you know about Africa? So I'm like, dude, what the, I was born in Colorado. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, for you to assume that I like know everything about like, where, I, you get it. It's just I get it. It's just really funny to have. But I do longer say that about a guy from uh, Swahili and Osa. <laughs> So you're the you're my Dolph Lundgren. You're I think the size difference is about the same too. I think we could totally God we should totally you know remake Showdown uh, in Little Tokyo, but like with our entire lives. But you just wear like daishikis and fucking throwing up Wakanda Forevers the whole time, and I'm like, yeah, all right, man, whatever. <laughs> What's a daishiki? Like, <laughs> it's so a, Brandon Lee is so used for sacrificing goats. So like I'm just fucking making up shit like Dolph Lundgren. But yeah, he's but explaining he's, what the Yakuza is to Brandon Lee. He's yeah. like, oh, there's it's kind of like the mob, but like Japanese. It's really complicated. You wouldn't get it. He, and he's so ignorant of Japanese culture that he doesn't know what a futon is, which is, uh, right. again, when I watched this movie as a young man in Colorado, I knew what a futon was. Like, that's just. It seems impossible to not know what a futon was or just to get right. the concept instantly. Like, oh, hey, you got like a little, a little bed with no box springs. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is that a Japanese <laughs> thing or are you just. Is that for your back? Or what, yeah. why even talk about the bed? There's a lot of other things we could be talking about. Like getting that dick up in my guts, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I'm glad we both uh, With, pulled into the same parking space. Yeah. See, this is, this is why we work so well together on a show. We're just stepping on each other's jokes. We know each other so well. We're making inside references exactly. from five years ago. We just, we just fucking do the Dragon Ball thing where we just form and merge into one superhero. <laughs> Uh, they the gotta fuck? find the oh, name so of his boss, which is uh, an Obayun, as Dolph explains. O- o- Oyabun, yeah. <laughs> they they actually successfully collared one of these guys after they right. kicked the shit out of each other because Dolph hurled him with such force. Again, breaking shit unnecessarily that this guy was actually knocked out, so he didn't get away. They have a yakuza man. They got him in custody. This is the 
the one time we said that you see the police station or any other cops. Yeah. Um, and dude. they question him. They don't get anything. And this dude just breaks his own fucking neck <laughs> yes. in the sweetest way. Like, you know, in, in an impossible way. This was a, this is okay. So this happened in class in 1999. We, we joked about how the nineties and eighties really loved this. Like, idea that you could just make someone look in another direction so yeah. hard that they'd fucking die. But this guy does it to himself. <laughs> he just, it's he does some sweet. like, in, <laughs> he does extreme chiropractic to himself and, <laughs> and dies. Yeah. So this is like uh, a hericaria, like a, a seppuku. Uh, yeah. And Rather so than now we, his boss's name. Yeah. Right. So now Dolph has to explain that. And they, they do this twice in this movie where Brandon Lee watches someone about to commit ritual suicide. And he's like, oh, that's a very strange thing this person is doing. I wonder what they yeah. might be up to. And Dolph is like, wait, explain what they're doing to me. Well, they're kind of like getting ready to kill they're themselves. Sh- yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I like what he says. Ritual, su- sort of like a ritual suicide looking. Oh, oh no, they're about to commit involves, uh... the Japanese name for ritual suicide. <laughs> <laughs> This, uh, I, I do appreciate the way Brandon Lee described it at one point because he's like, looks like she's straightening up. Somebody left out a Somebody big knife. Somebody left a knife. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so. What are you? That's not a knife. That's ritual suicide. Oh, but, shit. Uh, now that you say that, I, I can see what she's doing. Normally, women don't do it unless they've been irredeemably dishonored. Oh, <laughs> we know yeah, what that means. We, yeah. we actually, the, we knew that happened already, Dolph. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Way ahead of ourselves. We'll take it back. He figures out who the Oyabun is because the the very specific tattoo uh, tell, which is the iron claw of the right. dragon. So and yeah, then we flash back. A Japanese his- man from a Japanese gang calling themselves the Yakuza. And he's got Yakuza tattoos. He's figured it out. He figured that's why they pay. That's why he's on the Asian task force. Uh, we get his origin story. He was a military brat and his dad and his mom and dad were ninja assassinated by Carrie Tagawa for right. some reason they don't get into it we didn't it's not a, a good backstory it's just a backstory <laughs> but it's powerful and like driving right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned Asian tax task force I want to just throw this out there what if this police department does not have an Asian task force it's just what he calls <laughs> he and whoever his partner happens to be <laughs> call us the laser squad no 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 Asian task force. Asian task force. Cause I'm just, that's what I'm into, bro. That's what I know. That's what I identify as. We're the Asian task force because Brandon Lee and I are Asians. What do you not get about this? <laughs> oh, fuck, so uh, so we got, we go to we a titty the, crack party. Titty and... crack party. Yeah. This is the first time we get some, some tea. Yeah. Um, there's, she's tea. smoking that new drug, that, that ice, that you know, ice, it's not right. raw. It's not crack. It's something different. I think that they, they make it clear. It's like an amphetamine. I think it's crank. I think they even say crank in here. So it's just a yeah. well-branded crank. Yeah. Uh, and um, then we need to Fresh Prince's rare. mom explains to us what oh, right. it's all about. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, so we see Tia Carrera who does not like drugs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then the Yakuza take her friend and, they show her a tape of her just snitching on them on like a cell phone in the bathroom, which in 1991, uh, having a cell phone is like a big thing, right? You would, yeah, she was a baller. She was a baller. So, but it's also the kind of thing where you'd, I feel like you'd be scared to do it in public to be like, I'm going to make a big spectacle of how I'm tattling on the Yakuza. Anyway, uh, they, this scene is so weird to me because she's like, okay, I can make this better. I will have sex with you in front of all of your men. Yeah, um, and he's like, okay. Yeah, 
and but they like know what's happening. They're like, okay, this is where boss is going to cut off the head of another woman, right? Cool, yeah, they all just got to cut it. Like a couple of them shift. Like I got to get out of the way of the head trajectory. Like yeah. I don't want it to get on me. They they so, light her up though. She they they crack her up, you know, before the hand. Yeah, At least yeah. they, you know they get her high. You know they they fill her with drugs, and then he gets um, his um, small sword. Uh, a wakizashi, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Dolph Lundgren would explain, Good pronunciation. Yeah. Thank you. And then, uh, that's, <laughs> but that's just to take her bra off. Then mm-hmm. to kill her, he's like, "Okay, you got to hand me like the big katana. I can't. I'm not yeah. going to kill somebody with my fucking house sword. This this will take hours yeah. if I do it with the yeah. little one." Yeah. <laughs> and they, it's very kinky, uh, but I think a peaceful way to die. Like I feel like getting filled with drugs and getting immediately beheaded by like a masterful samurai swing. Yeah, one and done. No, yeah. you know. No, I, no hang, hang ups or anything like that. It's it's hard to think of, of of a of a nicer death, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean the I, I also circumstances like are out, bad. I would also like to point out the one thing that makes this scene even weirder is the guy who just broke his neck in the previous scene is in this room. I don't think the continuity director <laughs> was doing a very good job on this movie. That's they're incredible. like whatever. It's just an Asian. No one's gonna know the difference. Put him in there. We need one more guy. I didn't even notice. That's so funny. Yeah, he's there. And you put a topless girl getting beheaded in a scene, and I just fucking lose track of the background extras. <laughs> yeah, you were you were you had another focus as an expert in this field. I, I expected right. you to be. Yes, I was studying uh, my not area distracted of at all. Yeah, exactly. Yours is so that spotting Asian ghosts. Mine is looking yep. at titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh this this sets the stakes, I guess, for Tia Carrere. I don't. So this whole thing is like the Yakuza just ran in and just took this other. Japanese guys' businesses, including the under the, the underground fight club, the, uh, the the naked sushi bar that these women work for. Tia Carrera right. is a singer there, and uh, they're up to no good. They're they're ruthless. They will brook no resistance from their new employees. Right. And so, uh, uh, just for a tone change, they cut back to uh, Dolph and Brandon. Keeps getting to know each other. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not investigating this crime in any way. Um, uh, they talk about flower arranging a lot because Dolph is like, yeah. no, a warrior must know flower arranging. And that's like, I, f- I feel like just the 11 things the writer knew about Japan, they they got stuck in the movie somehow. They're like, oh, we got to yeah. I know that they do flower arranging, putting that in the movie. Uh, this make it dense with Japanese details. Uh, this is where he asks Brandon Lee why he he doesn't know anything about his own goddamn yes. culture. Right. <laughs> he even and says it that. What an in asshole. A way, it's it's incredibly lucky that he somehow learned so many martial arts in the eighties without a bunch of Oriental mysticism. Like that's <laughs> like what path did he take to get to here and not have heard any of this from any of his fucking McDojo senseis, right? Yeah, he must have just been straight up just learning from uh the strip mall guy. Yeah. That's the only explanation. Just the I would the fucking feel like white that's guy the with the most... mustache, the Rex Guando. That guy's gonna absolutely teach you about Bushido and throwing stars. And yeah, the, you're that, right. That's that's where you get that shit. He basically that kind of teacher makes up a backstory that Dolph Lundgren's character had. You know, my kid, right. my parents were in the military. I lived in Japan. I spent a lot of time there with ninjas and yeah, getting they killed call by the, ninjas. They call me the Asian Task Force uh, in my police job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one man Asian Task Force. I get it done. <laughs> they, well, uh, are they on their way to the naked sushi club? I think they are. Right, so they, they, the yeah, they, front they found here. the girl's headless body. Right. Uh, well, so, they found yeah, the girl's headless body, which is funny because they dumped <clears throat> it in like a like a ghetto. But it's like, but 
everyone can tell that it was like a clean ninja sword. Yeah. Slice. Like this girl yeah, did the, not die here where you found the body. <laughs> there's no knife in this neighborhood capable of um, making this cut. That, Hi, I'm the Asian task force. <laughs> I have some questions. This was, this person was an expert. They get uh, like, well, a, yeah, as the Asian task force, some uh, Jamaican master, guys, like, He's like, oh, it, was no. a, it was a sword. You looking for the sharp sword. You you need to go to the <laughs> other side. <laughs> like, <laughs> the other side. Uh, that's what We're this movie needed. Predator 2 just... at some point now. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah I, jumped, two gang I jumped into to Predator 2, but I just thought like that would be nice storytelling if they ran into like another like culture-themed street gang uh, from the 90s. Yeah. So they, they, they brought fight. a couple in here. That's... Uh, they yeah. uh, they had like they the, bring the in bikers. Like the, uh, the There's black a Latino gang, gang, the Latino gang, and the white gang. Yeah, <laughs> I like the Latino gang because that's it their was distribution clearly, network. Like, he was a very Brandon Lee type of ethnic, where he's like, "Dude, I grew up in fucking yes. Olympia. Uh, what do you want me to say? Yeah, yeah, bro, man. Holmes. Holmes okay, yeah. yeah, I got that. Okay, Holmes. Yeah. You, take care you, of those two cops, it, Holmes. Are you pronounced? So you they say you with a J? Okay, I can do that. Oh, good note. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was the uh, uh, the, the Harvard uh, trained <laughs> Latino gang member for sure. <laughs> Yale, uh, yeah. wherever the performing arts people go, whatever. Um, yeah, so I think at this point though they are they are investigating the headless woman at the naked sushi bar. Uh, that's right. when Brendan Lee does the aforementioned like uh, overcompensation. Where he's oh like, I don't God. eat raw fish. And then they go in there and it's being eaten off a of naked. He's like, you know that thing I said about raw fish? I can change that. <laughs> Okay, there's a scene, um, exactly what you're talking about, when Tia Carrera is singing, and Dolph says, you see that singer? And it cuts to Brandon Lee, and he goes, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's oh exactly God, yeah. it's exactly how <laughs> a brilliant actor would perform like a closeted gay man, like pretending to be straight. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> I need this giant man that I want so badly inside me to think that I don't want that right now. What do I do? Oh, God, yeah. Her front hole must be the best. <laughs> it must be like <laughs> tight. Is that a good thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, can't wait for that moist butt on that <laughs> human woman. <laughs> Straight bro. Her butt. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. They, they're very macho. They, these, uh, this is a great yeah. scene for Japanese stuff because they have like topless geishas, sumo wrestling. Sumo wrestling geishas, yeah. topless. Yeah, they're eating sushi off the naked ladies. Right. Um, Tia Carrera is singing uh, in a, you know, just a sort of soul style. Nothing like, you know, Japanese or anything like that. Right. It, I don't that, think she can speak another language, if I had to guess. She did uh, Cantonese in Wayne's World. Oh, right. She definitely can't speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, 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 the Yakuza finally recognized the giant white man that's been terrorizing their every move. And uh, they pick a fight with them, which is a pretty sweet fucking fight. They, yeah, you, know, you got these great. guys, uh, Kenner and, and Johnny, that's Brandon Lee's name. Finally start getting a little synergy going on. You know, they're mm -hmm. leaping over each other and watching yeah. each other's backs. There's the another MIT. good move here. Like that kind of calls back to that head punch from earlier. Uh, a guy goes to punch Dolph longer and he pulls out like a little serving tray to yes. intercept it. And it like breaks the guy's hand. And then that guy tries to do the same thing to Dolph and it doesn't fucking matter, bro. Might as well not even be there because Dolph punches straight through that tray and just crushes the puny man that dared to stand against him. Oh, I love it. 
It's that's such a great like fight scene gag. It's like almost Jackie Chan, but it doesn't have like whimsy. It's like it's not meant to be yeah. funny. It's just to say, no, let's show a one to one comparison about how much more of a badass this guy is. But it's kind of it's like a laugh moment. Like, I don't know. It's great. It's a laugh moment. But like, but yeah, you guys can laugh at this. But just be clear. I could steal anyone's girlfriend in this room right now. <laughs> He's very really what I want. That's the message that I want to be communicated here. <laughs> And then, of course, like every uh, 90s movie with uh, karate in it, uh, Al Leong emerges from the Al shadows. <laughs> yeah, he's there. He's so, doing yeah. some shit. He uh, turns the tables for the bad guys. He like just jumps on Brandon Lee. Uh, Brandon Lee has a moment oh, yeah, I really man. like where he like kicks a guy and he calls him a motherfucker, which is just yeah. like a- <laughs> Stay down, motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, where did that come from? I feel like he was like maybe really upset with that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was some real shit. That was not in the script. That stuntman like <laughs> snapped him in the collarbone like, or something. Hey, chill, man. Like, yeah, that was like the black dynamite moment where they had to replace the stuntman because he <laughs> like, slapped him too hard. Uh, they get got here though, and he gets you know dragged in by gunpoint, which mm-hmm. is what they wanted. They just wanted to meet Kerry Tagawa, and so here they are. Right, and, and Dolph's just gonna like him. execute him, and then Brandon Lee's yeah. like, "Oh no, you can't do that." And, we got to uh, do it by the book. Yeah. You're going to lose your honor. I don't even think it was a cop thing. I think it was an honor thing. He's like, no, you must. Right. I know you and your honor, Dolph. We've had one conversation in a car. So I get your <laughs> warrior's code, which again, I just <laughs> learned about this afternoon. Um, so I, I like there's a moment get, where he, he's Dolph says, put us in a real fucking situation here, which is yeah, put us a in great a line. Fucking situation. <laughs> then he does his... Uh... He does. The, he does his Japanese. He's, you know, too many people saw us walk in. Yep. And they're like, "Yeah, sure, fucking whatever, dude. Like, get out of here." Okay. Yeah. Nobody's gonna. Keep, we we get what this standoff is, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, I guess you call it a Mexican standoff, which the writer probably should have done a Japanese standoff, whatever that is. Uh, Two swords at each other's necks. You know, like, <laughs> yes. Um, I so much as sneeze, your arteries are done, bro. Oh fuck. Uh, now, this is, this, Brandon this is a, confesses to liking Dolph here. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, thought, despite myself, I like you. So I want you to work with me, bro. Like, meet yeah. me halfway. They're, um, they've had two conversations and three fist fights together. So they're brothers. Mm-hmm. They're brothers, yeah. I did want to point out that it's uh, Dolph, his uh, sidearm is a fucking desert eagle. Yeah, which is yeah just he's a, got a big old gun. Yeah, that's that's it's just worth noting because it's just the kind of thing that this movie would do. This that, that's mm-hmm. the era. It's like post Dirty Harry. Like right, the biggest guy in the room is going to have the biggest gun. Like, Brandon Lee's got like a sensible Beretta, and Dolph yeah. has like this just tank of a gun. To uh, Dolph's credit, it looks normal in his hands. Absolutely, yeah. It's. <laughs> I, uh, I actually think they probably gave him a Beretta, and they were like, "This looks fucking ridiculous on camera. Please yeah. take this one instead." I would have gone all the way. I'd give him like a little Walter. Like a little, <laughs> little James Bond gun. Here you go, buddy. He's yeah. got to like cock it with two, just two fingers, like pinch, <laughs> just like chink, chink, you know? Like. Uh, so I like it here because Brandon's talking about how he got stuck on the Japantown stuff. He's like, oh, they throw me on because I'm the Asian guy. It's reverse racism. But like, yeah, I don't think that's reverse racism, Brandon Lee. I don't know. I, I feel like I, putting I the- tried to untangle that same thing. I was like- Wait, what's the reverse rate? I had to like rewind it a couple of times. I was like, I think they just fucked that line. That's just regular racism. That's just regular racism. Yeah. Uh, But a white guy wrote it. So, you know. Right. Yeah. He just just wanted to say reverse rate. It's just funny how like 
how much the writer does not understand this thing he's trying to navigate. It's just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy does not even like, have a Japanese friend he can call for any of this. This was uh they walked into an office and they just said, I got an idea. The Yakuza. And they're like, cool. And he's like, that's it. I don't know anything about it. do you know anything about it? <laughs> let's, let's let's fucking write it then. Okay. Uh, um so this is when we get the, the red dragon beer. Yeah, um, they put the which is listen, the, listen, the they put the fucking Yakuza claw right on the logo. They are like Taunting the wake arrogant cops. bastards. Yeah. If, you're, if you're a fucking really arrogant enthusiastic Japanese student says. and a cop, oh, this is taunting you. Yeah, this is, these are fighting words. I don't totally understand their distribution scheme here. Yeah. They, they, they own a beer factory and they're going to use beer bottles to smuggle crack rocks, but I don't think it gets any more complicated than that. Right, but all the rest of it is so brazen. Like this is a, just an open, open plan office with like giant crack rock conveyor belts, and he's yeah. invited in like every rival gang member. Like by this time tomorrow, every single person committing crimes in the city will know where this place is and how their operation <laughs> works. And because uh, like in Breaking Bad, like there's an entire season where. Maybe this is Better Call Saul, where they like dug out an underground that no one knew about and hired a team yeah. from Europe to come in and build supports for a secret underground uh, methamphetamine lab uh, because that's part of making drugs is like somehow hiding it from everyone. Because they're pussies, bro. That's why right. Yakuza doesn't need to hide. They'll just yeah. insist and dare people to walk in. And if they question them, they'll cut them their arms off with a sword, which happens yeah. in this scene. Yeah. That one biker was... He says some racist shit. You know, I'm not going to repeat it here, but yeah. he doesn't like what he's hearing. And then Kerry Tagawa pulls his sword out, chops his hand off, and there are no further questions. <laughs> yeah, That's, right. That meeting is done. Everyone's totally on the same page after that. <laughs> they all work for him, <laughs> even though they all have guns and, you know, very cost other- <laughs> for racial insensitivity is severe. <laughs> and rightfully, that guy, there's no way that guy thought he was leaving there with both his arms when he said that. Like, had, that came out of his mouth. He was like, oh, I'm, I'm dead. Oh, I fucked yeah. up. You weren't raised right. <laughs> yeah. Hepatitis Mike. <laughs> I was going to call him Softball Joe, but yeah, Hepatitis Mike is, uh, he does, he did look, he didn't look very menacing as a, none of these gang members are men of the streets. They're all very, yeah. This biker guy we're talking about was, uh, yeah, he looked like he might have been like a, like a pitcher for a softball team. He, he yeah. looks, he's got other a goatee, spear gum to his face. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, honey, I got a line in the new movie. She's like, oh, what is it? Oh, gee, I can't repeat it, honey. I'm going to say it on the day <laughs> of and never say again. It once. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it really awkward and bad. Uh, yep. I'm not going to sell it at all. <laughs> yeah, the way he said a, it was like almost had a question mark. Like it was he, a question. Yeah, I was just about to say. He asked. I was like, "Wait, was he asking him if that's what he would prefer to be called?" I'm not sure which one you are, but I'm gonna just here goes. <laughs> it was cute. Uh, yeah, you know, I almost cute. feel bad for him when he lost his uh, his little hand. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's uh, next? Uh, Yoshida he, has taken. Uh, that's Shang Tsung. Uh, Shang Tsung Yoshida. Yeah. Um, he wants to go get uh, Tia Carrera's love. So he gives her a flower and he's like, just awkwardly unboxes this big old flower. He's like, yeah, oh, four. It's like wrapped up in a ribbon and he just takes yeah. the ribbon off, takes yeah. the body. He goes, for the beauty. throws the fucking top on the floor. And he's like, for the beauty. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sweet game. 
Terry. Yeah. And, and then he just then he asks her if she's a sex worker. He's like, are there any yeah. other services? Like, any wink, other, wink. Yeah, he's like, you're a beautiful singer. Uh, any other right. services? She goes, I sing. Uh, he okay. says, fuck that. And then it cuts to a scene where he just throws her into a bedroom and says yep. that beauty must be possessed and protected. Yeah. Um, he gets genuinely dark here. It's, it's, it's troubling. And then he makes her watch uh, the video of her friend getting her head cut off, which is mm-hmm. not, a, not like a, an erotic thing to do. Yeah. It was queued up though. That was, I was like, yeah. Wow. You just had that like on the, the right uh, time code or whatever, ready to go. Yeah, he went to the flower store. He queued up the tape. He <laughs> had like a hotel for the kidnapping. It's like, there's so much planning went into this just horrific sex crime. Yeah. He just wants to own Tia Carrere. He just chose her randomly out of, uh, for no reason other than just to set up a, a love interest for Dolph Lundgren. Right. They're facing his joint out around the same time. So she's been assaulted. Yes. I wanted to say that that in in a tasteful is not the right word, but they fade out like they don't show it like a lot of rape scenes at the time would have they would have had like a holding her down and we would have had to sit through a lot of uncomfortable. So there is a caveat later on that sort of buttons that scene. Oh, yeah. So I'll jump ahead a little bit. Dolph Lundgren walks in to arrest him in the bathhouse later. We'll get there, but I'm just going to jump in for this part. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, you're under arrest for uh, murder. You got to, you know, he's like, you got a problem with videotape and stuff, or you like to, you know, right. whatever. And then he goes, and you, apparently you got a trouble getting it up, um, oh, which is reportedly right. part of her witness statement. <laughs> the the okay. part you just uh, suddenly imagine this conversation. where like, so did he, touch you and she was like well he tried but you know he was gotcha. having trouble so um, that is i think that was the movie's way to preserve her period elegant, for Dolph, yeah. elegant writing good because yeah. uh because she does like jump into bed with Dolph too quickly for a very quickly she rewards him for saving her with sex like yeah which is not i don't think a a thing that a real victim of a sex crime would do again um, the writer did also in addition to having no japanese friends he did not run this by any women right so, uh, so anyway, <laughs> it's, it's tastefully what like, yeah. we like, whoa, what? Oh, we know what happened there. But then when they're watching her about to commit suicide from their like stakeout car, Brandon Lee's doing a thing where it's like, okay, she's like rearranging some she's, stuff. She's straightening, she's straightening up. Uh, she found a knife. Someone left a knife out. Uh, again, that's not unusual when someone's a prisoner for them to just leave swords with them. Uh, yeah. he didn't, he didn't find that to be unusual. Uh, she's committing ritual suicide. He's like, oh, I don't know what this is, but he's literally one of the few people who's ever seen one in real life. Uh, mm-hmm. He knows and this shit. He knows Dolph what's Lundgren's, going down. It does the, they do this the whole bit again that I've already explained where Dolph's like, hold on, tell me exactly what she's doing. <laughs> okay. <you, she>, uh, <laughs> looks like she's 45 minutes away from putting that sword in her belly, but I don't, I don't know what you call it. Uh, it's called step a coup. <laughs> And it's let me let me explain. Hold on, everybody. Pause the movie so I can explain to the audience what this is. Uh, so he says it's rarely done by women unless they've been irredeemably dishonored, which is and he knows what that means. Yeah. He fucking tur- he turns on the jets and just straight commits a B and E and uh, yeah, no search warrant, no police procedure. Again, I, I want to be clear. This movie has zero police procedure. He just does right. whatever the fuck he wants when he wants. Kills whoever he wants. I can't Never, imagine more probable cause, though. Time. To be fair, there's a lot of probable cause. I would say from his headband and samurai outfit, 
you can't trust his judgment. I feel like that's disqualifying him <laughs> from making any kind of a gut. <laughs> a well, gut it doesn't matter because everyone's field. fucking dead. He runs in there with his Desert Eagle. I don't yeah. know where Brandon Lee went. He's just like, get out of here. And he just yeah, goes it was and does this. not explained why he's hanging out with the car. Yeah. Uh, watch the car. I'm going to go get this girl. I'm going to shoot everyone I see. No questions. Again, no rights or red or any of that shit. That's fine. I I, yeah. th- I had no problem with that. Because um, yeah. they do were. like he he uh, saves her from Seppuku. She's really upset and she's resisting at first because she really wants to die now. He picks her up and then just walks through a plate glass window like yes. the ultimate fucking Frankenstein that he is. He doesn't <laughs> jump. He doesn't shoulder check it. He just backwards walks through this window. <laughs> There's a scene where I think like one guy jumps onto the top of a car from the roof and that was a stuntman. But then I think Dolph himself while carrying Tia Carrer jumps off the top of that car onto the ground and he, his knees did not fucking like that. Like there's this, wow. there's a scene where you can watch like, Oh, what the fuck? Who the fuck's running this set? Like, <laughs> Cause he's holding, even if he's holding like a doll, shaped like Tia Carrera and he jumped off like I would say it's a nine foot drop onto the top of a car. Right. Like but that one and, almost and, and certainly like, and he's got little Dolph. heels in his boots. No, I don't think that was Dolph. Yeah. Um this may have been Dolph though, because when he lands he turns around and just straight up deadlifts a thirty seven hundred pound Oldsmobile <laughs> onto its side. Good bullet like shield. at this moment those these guys should have been like maybe we should back down. This guy's really fucking yeah badass. <laughs> like he just he just I, I can't deadlift half that. Like that's that's it's over. Like that guy cannot be harmed. I had some things in my notes about this scene. Uh, Brandon Lee, as he's going in to inexplicably do this by himself, he goes, "There's got to be nine guys in there," uh, which yeah. is fucking nothing for either one of these dudes. Like established yeah. in the movie, like nine guys is absolutely a breakfast for these. It's fellas. a it's a funny number. It should be, there's just like thirty guys in there. Like yeah. Terminator did that. Like we got thirty cops in this building, and then you know just how fucking devastating yes. the Terminator is. But yeah, nine guys. Nine guys. It's, okay. This is a fucking. This is a introductory scene in any action movie. Nine right. guys. Yeah. And they, but the he, first one he like gives him with a neck crack sleeper hold. He does the oh, corkscrew yeah. gunfight. He does the uh, yeah. It's just a straight up rear naked choke that ends in a crack. So he's dead. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's that's dead. that's what that means. That's how they tell us means. that. But yeah, he does the dick grab through the door and then snaps mm-hmm. that guy's neck. So like nine guys, but he's just walking through them. Yeah, uh, he's doing like horror movie monster shit to them. The guy, yeah, the guy's listening at the door and then he just punches through the door right to his dick and pulls him through the door by the dick. Like that's, that's and, Jason shit. Like Jason does that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. He's the horror villain. Uh, so Tia is still continuing her very delicate ritual suicide, I guess, during all this time. And mm-hmm. his desert Eagle is, it's got to sound like a cannon just moving slowly closer to her. So she, this has got to feel like a ticking clock to her. Like, okay, I've really got to get this ritual suicide done. She's like, nope, nope, you can't rush it. You can't rush a nice sepulchre. You can't rush tradition. Yeah. And, <laughs> gotta get... but yeah, like Uzi There's spray. There's no honor in, in Desert Eagle. Uzi spray. Next snap. Uzi spray. Like it's getting closer and closer. Door She's collapse. Yeah. yeah. Door collapse. She's still like, no, I got to. Slowly I don't do know this. if this was like a like like a blood sport kind of meditative state where maybe she was oh, like tuned okay. out from all this shit. That's, that's all I can good. think of. That's but that's they the good thing when a, when a movie is this good and two people talk about it, someone will find a way to apologize for it. So I want to thank you Absolutely. for apologizing. For that's that. what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, like this is such a failure by like Shang Tsung's lieutenant. Um, he like gives him a pinky, which is like mm-hmm. the other thing people know about the yakuza. Maybe from this movie. But, I think uh, it was from the movie uh, oh, 
Black Rain? Maybe no, the movie Rising Shogun, Sun. like the TV. Yeah, that or the or the TV movie Shogun. I think that right. happened. There was yeah. no, no. There was like a there was a seventies, eighties ish TV movie where they, I first saw that. I think that's probably where it came from. Yeah, it's it's really it'll stick in your mind for sure. Cutting off your pinky. And then uh, even in Predators, like it's just if you have a Yakuza character in the movie, you're like, let's talk pinkies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me see the hand. Yeah. Oh, you're a fuck up. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Predators had that awesome samurai Yakuza guy and he didn't have a pinky. And he was again there. Predators was a, a perfect movie where everyone was like a little archetype. So they're like, well, if this guy's the Yakuza archetype, we're talking samurai sword, no pinkies. Yeah, that's enough. Moving yeah. on. He's got he's got a pistol. Very, very tasteful pistol oh, yes. very um, fancy ornate gentleman's pistol i watched that recently and i i don't i remember not liking it the first time i saw it and then That's i watched absurd. it and i'm like why didn't i like this movie yeah, this movie makes fucking no awesome sense. movie fucking rules <laughs> the only reason i didn't like it was because uh there was a little false advertising when it first came out there was a scene in the trailer where adrian brody had like a predator laser on him and then they just multiplied like there was like 20 predator lasers on him oh. like no exaggeration oh, and then that. in the movie yeah. it was one and I was like, you fucking lied to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was bullshit. And I think that may have soured my my review. But I watched <laughs> will, it. I was like, it's got to be Not be lied to by a Predator movie. trailer. No, I was like, this movie's the fucking best. Maybe the second best Predator movie there is. <laughs> like, oh, At least third Top best. three. Because there's yeah. also that awesome one where the Native American girl was fighting Predator. Oh, that's, yeah, that's two now, I think, as far as I'm concerned. Nice. I, I'm a little torn on Predator 2. It's like, it's a fun movie, but it's like, I watch it, I'm like, this is not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't, it doesn't belong in the same, it belongs in the same conversation, but not in a top three conversation. Yeah, it's like, got the RoboCop 2 kind of thing going on there. Like, I, you don't need it if when we're talking about RoboCop, but I, you know, it's, I'll watch it whenever it's on. Like, it's good sure. shit. Mm-hmm. RoboCop 3, that's the classic. Where the ninja slowly circles Robocop. I thought your damn RoboCop. ninja would stop Robocop. <laughs> he just loves to circle. That's his weakness. And Robocop, he's a circle bot. He's got it all figured out. He's countered his, his best moves. So, okay, um, let's, get, let's get back to the movie. So let's get back pinky, to the movie. So we get, the pinky uh, was not enough, and so they kill him. Right. The bathhouse scene is next, and Brandon Lee does not know what a bathhouse is. He's like, God, they're all taking a I bath. Think, Maybe the water at their apartment the is all at their apartment went out. Yeah. They're the, the, the blanks they go to make him sound as ignorant as possible. <laughs> is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Like they, they spent time on this. Like what would an idiot, a complete fucking moron think about a bathhouse? And, and then they, they didn't they come up with anything. It. And then fucking, they had Brandon Lee say something anyway. Uh, he does a little stretch before before the fight, which is great because he's about to fight 30 naked dudes. So he's like, hey, let me just yeah. casually suck my own dick before we get in there. Yeah, <laughs> well, like- I still don't get that one. He's like, you scared? And he like folds in half. He like puts his hand behind his legs and then folds in half and then sniffs and then goes, no. And I was like, what? Yeah, was he I don't know. smelling? See if he's like, he's like it- shitting his pants in fear. Like, I don't quite understand what that, that was. That does make sense. I think we got there. Yeah. I thought maybe... Uh, the human dick smells bad when you're scared. I wouldn't know yeah. because I'm never my, my, afraid. But I like, just don't understand dick fear. Yeah, it's yeah, not a language I speak. Uh, before I we think, jump, I think he was just though. like, like it's like when you're on a date with a really hot girl. You're like, maybe, I, maybe I run one out first, just to kind of yeah. like, you know. I think that's what he was thinking. Is like, dude, he if was I'm fighting thirty naked men, before, I'm uh, going to ejaculate if I don't like get one out of me right now. <laughs> Let me just check if I'm hard right. Uh, no, I'm good. I, I I I did what I needed to do before in the car. We're good. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the Bass House, uh, Tia Carrere is now in 
protective custody at Dolph Lundgren's house. Uh, right. Again, no procedure. No he procedure. just brought her to his house and gave her a shotgun. Gives yes. her the most condescending yes. shotgun instructions of all time. He's like, <laughs> you pull the trigger, you point it at the thing you want to hit, and it falls down. <laughs> you got it? And then she goes, he goes, shoot anything you see. And he's like, and she goes, what if it's you? And he goes, you won't see me coming. It's I just wanted to set awesome. that up. It's a yeah. very important. Uh, I, I do later. love that. I love that yeah. the writer knew where they wanted to go. They didn't <laughs> have a road getting there, but they're like, fuck it. We're gonna, we we got to push through. We got to get they to this just, line. They they created the road with dynamite and fucking dreams. Like they 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 knew how to get there. <laughs> and then the deep knowledge this writer has of humans and psychology to have someone recently attempted uh, suicide, to just leave them alone in a strange place <laughs> with a shotgun. <laughs> I just, it's hard to imagine anyone doing that. Like it all worked out. Yeah. Cool. Kind of, but anyway, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so they, yeah, they're at the bathhouse. They have a sweet bathhouse fight. This is pre, uh, Eastern promises. So this may be the first bathhouse fight in right. film history. Oh, the sumo guy here. He feels the yeah. fight coming and just fucking submerges like a crocodile. Yeah, just he just incredible. he's under like five minutes. He's just like as soon as he walks in, he just just dips and he's yep. not seen again until shit pops off. And he uh, uh, and he doesn't burst out for a surprise attack. He like bursts out for a flanking maneuver, I guess. So yeah. it's like it's kind of this this payoff they they set up and never give to us. But man, they, it's uh, cool. They we do get the payoff though that, that every movie like this believes is that every giant kind of overweight guy is just immune to damage. Right. So it takes like this is Dolph's like toughest test in the film yet. This big sumo guy like uh-huh. he he's taking his punches. He gets stabbed. He does do what the 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 audio world knows is the Howie Long scream. Yeah, I have that in my notes. He did the underwater yeah. Howie Long. How, underwater Howie, and this is before. Howie Long did it. So this predates Howie Long doing the Howie Long scream. So oh, I'm still shit. not sure what the origin of it is because Broken Arrow was where. Right. That's it, how everyone Howie knows Long the Howie did Long scream. It, which is like three years after this movie. Oh, that's incredible. Let me see if I can do it. If you know that's what the Howie reason. Long scream is, it goes like this. That's perfect. <laughs> it kills my throat every and time. underwater, it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's underwater, but you still know what it is. Yeah. Um, I liked um, Dolph has really good uh, mount defense. Like the the big guy mounts him with a oh yeah with a sword, and Dolph is just like throwing body shots into his big fat tummy. Uh, yeah, so I mean that's pretty Huge good hook shots. Defense I think that against, guy may have been like, like you're a jiu-jitsu man. You know that this is good defense from the bladed mount. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I think uh, there's a chance this big guy was like Dolph. Uh, let's sell this. I think I can take it. Just hit me in the in the yes. stomach as hard as you can. Yeah, so that's just there's some that ripple mistake. there. He's just like just laying him in there. Yeah, look good. He's throwing big shots into that guy. But uh, uh, he, yeah, he gets Rocky, stabbed Rocky that's Four. Enough. That's the fun story. Uh, Sylvester Stallone told Dolph to do that. Just just fucking hit me, Dolph. And he went out mm-hmm. from the hospital. Dolph Lundgren is a fucking dangerous, powerful man. Yeah, he's like a, a master of the fucking killing arts, and uh, he's nineteen feet tall, as, as far <laughs> as I can tell. I'm not sure what his actual dimensions are, but he's a big fucking dude. Um, but he, I, I want to say underwater, he does the Howie Long scream uh, when Dolph stabs him. But he's so yeah, fat that he still can not take out, a stab. He can take a death stab. Yeah. So he keeps going. He didn't so even they, he didn't touch anything important with that knife. It wasn't right. long enough. Yeah. So he gives him like the living daylight scream. He takes the there's a water hose that was used earlier 
and he like mm-hmm. stuffs it in his mouth to kill him. Like he yeah. gives him a fucking dig dug death. It's amazing. <laughs> it is the dig dug. Holy shit. Um, Brandon Lee's doing some work over there too. He has the great yeah. move where uh, the hose came into play because uh, James Liu was using it against Dolph Lundgren. It's so high powered. It's like fire hose powerful. Apparently it like lifts him off of his feet and like flings yeah. him across the room. And he's Cause you know, when you're so, uh, at the bathhouse, you want to power wash your friends. You want to just take a few layers of yeah. flesh off their backs. Yeah. <laughs> You want to break? You want to? You want to break some bones? Uh, but Brandon Lee hurls a fucking stool at that guy. And it's like actually pretty fucking sweet. He yeah. just like like overhand wings it at this guy, and the, the stool explodes on him. The, the yeah. hose is out of play until he shoves it in that guy, fat guy's mouth. Chekhov's um, hose. <laughs> they knew how to sell it. Yeah, um, I love how t- then, too they come in with guns and they're like, "All right." You're under arrest for like a jillion fucking crimes. He's like, Ugh, yeah. What are you going to do? He's like, fuck. I'm doing it right now. And then like all the guys yeah. start creeping closer and like, oh, you gonna shoot an unarmed man? You're like, I'm, sh- yeah, like a fucking yakuza yeah. rapist, drug yeah. kingpin. Yeah, but you got then, fifty dudes here. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you have no honor. And and so then they all like attack. And then by the end of the fight, most of them have been shot anyway. So like. There yeah. was kind of no point for any of it. They got to where they were going to, the worst case scenario they got to eventually anyway. I will say there was more than nine guys in that room. Uh, yes. They've easily handled that fucking, that room full of dudes. And then <laughs> they leave and the cops are showing up and they both go, this is going to sound really bad coming from the cops. He's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And they run away like miscreants. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> like, they knew. like if you were a citizen, that would have been a clean killing. Like this, you got attacked yeah. by a bunch of Yakuza maniacs. One of, yeah, them, that's it. one of them, a giant fat crocodile man. <laughs> and then no consequences. They get away no with it. They just yeah. murder these men like consequence free. I bet those other cops, they weren't even on the Asian task force. They probably had no idea what was going on. They never solved that crime. They never just- solved that crime. No one was left alive. There was a front desk guy. I mean, he saw that the giant white man and his little, you know, friend walk in. Yeah, but it's a Yakuza front. They'll never talk to the cops. They'll never tell. Yeah. So like that um, guy, Dolph has to sit next to that guy day in, day out at the police station where he's like god i got no fucking leads on this case <laughs> fucking 14 dead bodies over here all gonna get fired what fucking oh. army did that was it 15 men that did this what co- what could have caused this damage i was like that sounds like a real problem <laughs> you you said like, that weird like, Dolph. yeah he's like what well, sounds like whoever did it was a real fucking badass like <laughs> i'm talking like sex machine yeah. death god probably really um, cool probably knows a lot about japanese stuff <laughs> yeah. Probably had a lot of honor too, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah, it's a real honor. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of honor in there. That hose shoved down that guy's throat, big, big honor energy right now. I kind of hope you never find him just because I <laughs> bet they're out there doing awesome shit. It sounds like he's a credit to his race. I was going to say credit to Not his race, race, but a different race, the cooler <laughs> race. Credit to a different race. Yeah, a race <laughs> that he's way more into. Yeah. Um, all right. So we just. Ruminated over Dolph Lundgren's poor desk neighbor that was never going to solve his horrific crimes. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I think so we're they, going back oh, to Dolph's apartment, who has, we haven't yeah, even talked so about it. A, this is the weebiest apartment. It, his place <laughs> looks like a, like a Japantown hotel lobby. It looks like, yeah. um, like he downloaded a Sims Secret of the Orient content pack. Like it's just fucking <laughs> stupid. And uh, Tia joins him uh, nude in the hot tub. 
Uh, oh, so this is we, we did a little jump. This was we were he was storing her or whatever at his like regular everyday yeah. apartment. Then he brings him to his secret Japanese uh, yes. sex hut that he built himself, <laughs> where he's taking a bath. Where uh, so all three of them are there. Brandon Lee's there. Tia uh-huh. there. This is safer. This is a much safer place. No one knows about it. Correct. Uh, and so Dolph's gonna except for the yakuza, uh, right? So yeah, she takes a nude bath with him, and they're they've got I don't know. I don't know if you call it a connection, but it's pretty clear where the movie's going with it. Uh, so I, I want to pause real quick here. I was really bummed out when I watched this. Uh, so the whole my whole life since I had seen this movie, I thought I had seen Tia Carrere naked. I yeah, no longer believe that I've seen no. Tia Carrere naked. That is so clearly a body double and a bad wig. Um, yep. <laughs> and it's because as an older man, I was able to like sort of like not let my boner do so much of the thinking. And I looked at other things and I was like, that hair looks really different. I'm like, that is not, that is not her. And the way she so carefully steps into the bathtub as to not jostle the hair or like change the angles to see her face is like, God <laughs> damn it. That was not Tia Carrere's titties. Um, that's, you know, very tasteful. And then the first thing she does when she gets in the tub is wet her hair. So yeah. you can't see it. I was like, that was very cleverly done like well, mm-hmm. well that was a good a good masking um so anyway that was it i was just upset that i just saw some random stunt bodies boobs and not tia careers <laughs> your whole life's been a lie really lie. So, yeah that's absolutely i don't know what to think any about anything anymore <laughs> so, so Dolph changes into some very uh very tasteful tiny silk hot pants and mm-hmm. goes to sleep and she this is basically what he spends the rest of the movie yes until <laughs> and, and a great choice. Uh-huh. Uh, she walks into the room and she's like, oh, I'm so scared. Can I sleep in your bed? And I, we've all been here. And then mm-hmm. like, she's like, I'll stay on my side. And again, we've all been here. But like, it's never happened this fast where she immediately rolls over and just starts taking him. And yeah, just riding his ass. Yeah. And Dolph, he fucks like he's dying of a snake bite. Like he, <laughs> he is just perfectly motionless, kind of cranky about it. Yeah, he's a little upset. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, That's just fuck normal, Dolph. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, it's not Grace Jones. He doesn't know how to fuck normal. <laughs> yeah, I think he's used Grace, to Grace Jones fucking. You're always the acrobatics man in a Grace Jones sex show, right? Like she's the yeah. one doing the shit, and you're just like. Yeah. Acting confused because you're that's just trying not to get killed by the tiger yeah. or whatever else is going on in there. <laughs> yeah, and then we get we get the callback. This is the this is a good callback. This is fucking just grade A elite writing. Um, she goes that time. I heard you coming, uh-huh. and he just is. He's just eating it up. He gets. Uh, she gets all uh, bashful. He uh, blushes. Uh, 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 uh. Humor. Yeah, we need to hear ejaculation humor. Ha <laughs> ha. In my culture, the Japanese culture, we normally do not. <laughs> we do talk not like talk this. about the man's ejaculation. <laughs> Uh, unless so there's candidly, 17 of them and they're all spraying it onto one girl. We call it, uh, no, we don't need to go. <laughs> you took it as far as it needed to go. It was good. It was good. It was a good lead up. Um, so they get yeah, up, they have to the stop like the weeb fortress intruders. And yeah, there's like 90 fucking Yakuza guys lurking around outside. I, we don't know how they found them. They weren't supposed to be able to, but it just doesn't fucking matter because they're here. Yep. And it's time to gear up. He, the boys have a moment where they uh, they get together. They, they they realize that the odds are against them and that they're going to have to, you know, really knuckle up and they mm-hmm. might die. So um, 
You do I, it. So you do it. You say sa- it. I, pu- I put it in the soundboard. Please. I, I soundboarded this one. So this is Brandon Lee, who is, we've already described what kind of a character Brandon Lee is in this movie. This is maybe his last words to his new friend and partner before they get into some Yakuza chaos. Uh, here we go. Kenner, just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. Thanks. I don't know what to say. How about don't get killed? Don't get killed. Perfect. <laughs> don't get killed. So no soft. Notes. <laughs> so soft. Like, <laughs> like something you'd say on the tail end of a gentle kiss. <laughs> don't get killed. Which, oh, Whisper just, that into my ear later and uh, just give me that big old dick. And that's, uh, we'll call it a day. And you also have to picture when Dolph Lundgren is gearing up, it's exactly what you picture. It is a nine-year-old in 1985 gathering up all of his ninja weapons. He's got mm-hmm. fucking Kama and Sai and Sai. All the, all the mail order fucking classics. Yes. You know, he definitely went to the mall and just stocked up for the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he didn't have like the chain with the ball on the end of it. Yeah, he um, definitely could use the sickle. On the end of a chain, yeah, maybe yeah. a rope dart. That's kind of Chinese, but like, yeah, I feel like they would have they could appropriate it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but then so the guys start coming. He has to do this because they don't have enough bullets. They got more guys, and we got bullets. And he's like, "We're gonna need something more." <laughs> and he goes to his little ninja closet and uh, yep. just stuffs them all in his pants. And then the second he sees a shadow outside of his, uh, you know, sliding paper doors, he just starts winging non-throwable weapons around the room <laughs> fucking yeah. kills the first guy with a comma throws it he ejects a man off the porch with a sigh he throws it to him <laughs> such force that he just fucking just launches a ballistic back sigh so then <laughs> so he kills like four guys and then brandon lee's like this is just like one of them uh, the, the, the video games you just killed the first wave it's like okay so you know what you call the waves of enemies in a video game but you <laughs> okay you know what a fucking futon is dude yeah, yeah come on buddy and then dos response to that is like you're a fucking asshole. Like, it's really weird. His response They're, to that. They never quite landed on their, uh, yeah. their love-hate relationship. Exactly. It's just awkward and homoerotic from beginning. To, it's perfectly homoerotic, but it's not what they're going for. So it's just really bad and awkward all yep. the time. And I would um, argue that we've already had the act two of the movie. We've already had the woman uh, go through hell. And they're, they're now rescuing the woman in the process of mm-hmm. it. So if, if the rest of the movie was just a siege, a ninja siege where Brandon and Dolph take out dudes with ninja weapons. That's a fucking great movie. Yeah. Sorry to give you blue balls, but that's not what happens. They say, hey, we have Tia Carrera. We went in the back and got her, so you have to stop fighting. They're like, oh, shit, I guess we lost. We lose, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's Those are the rules. Uh, remember those because they do not come up later. They have Tia Carrera for the rest of the movie, and they never use her to stop conflict ever again. Ever. It's a one-time deal. They, uh, yeah. They do my favorite thing with these movies, though. Uh, Rambo, Lethal Weapon, all of them just there's a part where like some Asian guy's got to hook you up to a, a bed frame and electrocute yeah. you. Yeah, so they Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren are both stripped down and just getting roasted. They uh, they burned down his house a, before they get there. I want to mention that. Right. They, they did it. build a new Japanese house. Yeah. I fi- I thought they were jealous. They're like, this dude's house is way more Japanese than ours. Let's, we got to burn it down. Yeah, we can't just... let anyone know this fucking place. This is so embarrassing for us. <laughs> like, <laughs> erase it in- immediately. And, and yeah, I do like how they set up the torture guy. Like a lot of movies, it's sort of a trope where they're like, oh, this is the master of torture. He can make anyone talk, mm-hmm. but they're like not even trying to get him to talk. He's just there yeah, to turn just... the dial and get pumped about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the, uh, 
the dude from Big Trouble in Little China with the golden yep. guns. It's uh, he's great. Yeah, that's the guy I was talking about. That's always with Al Leong. Gerald, his name oh, is. I think his, his real name is Gerald. Gerald. So it's okay. Al and Gerald, two ancient Chinese warriors. <laughs> One Gerald of them Akuma, from Korea. Whenever you see that guy's actually pretty cool. Whenever you see him with a weapon, he made it. Like that's just what he did. He oh. just made weapons. That's cool. Uh, just weird, like nothing that based in reality. He just would just make his own shit. Um, this yeah, has a great dynamic just, uh, too. While while he's there, uh, Brandon Lee's trying to like quip. So he's like, yeah. "Oh, you're basting us like turkeys, bro!" Like he's they're basting us between cycles. <laughs> right, right. And then Dolph goes, "That's right, you fucking idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> like <what> a- <laughs> nailed it. That's right, you fucking idiots. <laughs> It's so good. It's such a weird emotion that, like, yeah. I don't know what level he was at, but it was like not. He was supposed to be mocking him, but it didn't. It seemed like angry and afraid. I don't know. He's not a very good actor. It's great. It felt point. real. Like I, that felt like something I might say if I was being electrocuted on a <laughs> box springs. They but. both do a great job. Um, yeah, and he does. Brandon Lee is a much a, better a like good, vibrator. Ladies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fellas, I guess in this case. <laughs> fellas, yeah, whoever. And then, uh, uh, so Shang Tsung yeah, is they, bringing they Tia Carrere into the car to, again, do do the thing he does with her, which is watch people die on TV. So he's like got yeah. it pulled up. It's his favorite thing. <laughs> then they're torturing Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren. And then they Dolph like breaks free with his impossible strength. And and he doesn't know if this is going to work, which is- um, This is either going to be really <laughs> good or really bad. <laughs> and he just grabs the torture and then he explodes. So it's a great idea. That's how electricity works in this movie. He puts them on Brandon Lee, I think. That's he puts he touches yes. Brandon Lee, and there's like a triple uh conductive link. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, tri- I don't triple, he closed the circuit triple time on yeah. the conducting tissue That's of the head. torturer. Yeah. And then so. he goes, and then he goes, Well done, which <clears> is pretty good. Pretty fucking good one liner. Yeah. I, I have to give it to him on that one. Um yeah, no notes on that. He even kind of yeah. said it weird to let everyone know, like, this is a pun. I um, do want Brandon Lee to know that he did a good job, uh, but this is yeah. also about this guy's dead fucking roasted flesh. Um, so the guy, here's, they, everything here get, is very strange. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, in no, my notes, I, I just made a note of how fucked up it was because they have Tia Carrera. Like, after he kills that guy, they're going to be like, dude, I have the girl. You have to let me do whatever I want. But instead, they right. all just like run away and they leave them with just like forklift Master Harry. Like he's just right. like, <laughs> that, like our forklift guy will take care of him. So they get because in the car. His, his second favorite thing besides watching people die on video is crushing people in the fucking the, exactly. the pressure thing in the junkyard. Right. The car crusher. Yeah. And so they, they forklift him up and they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Somebody's forklifted us. They shove them in the car crusher and they gently mash them. Not to kill them, just to so... Just to trap them. Yeah, just to lightly can them. Then they put that on a big old conveyor belt leading to a grinder. It's much like the one found in the basement of the department store in Mannequin. It's just for... Or the the roller coaster from Nothing But Trouble. You ever see that movie? uh, It's been years, but... uh, I'll I'll take your word for it. It's time to revisit it. Yeah, the Mr. Bone Crusher. Yeah, anyway... So anyway, like it's so elaborate, right? You're like, what the fuck is the point of taking them out of the car crusher, which again is Shang Tsung's favorite thing, and then putting them on a conveyor belt, which we're just now learning about. And it's so that <laughs> they can duck out at the last minute and everyone thinks that they're dead. Like when they see the very dry chunks of metal come out the, the bottom, they're like, oh, yeah. we have defeated there's, them. There's no goopy evidence that these men were in the car yeah. when it got 
grounded pieces. Dolph Lundgren is 370 pounds of lean meat. There's going to be a lot of beef in that fucking, there's going to be a lot of ground chuck in that bucket. Um, He does like another movie cliche where he's like, we're going to enjoy being dead for a while. Right. That means badly training, uh, doing bad karate (laughs) up and down his little dojo. (laughs) High kick, high kick. Yeah. You say bad karate, but for 1991, that's, fucking sweet karate it's pretty sweet 1991 karate but it's also just like at nothing so yes. it's like just kind of ineffective as as a way to use your time enjoy enjoying being dead if you saw this um, guy backstage at ufc one you'd be like okay okay <laughs> if you saw this guy backstage at ufc two you'd be like oh this guy's gonna fucking die this wrestler's gonna fucking pile drive this guy into through the mat um he does he he does his useless karate and then he ceremoniously puts on the probably the most embarrassing thing a white guy could put on <laughs> short of blackface. Yeah. Um, he puts on like giant kendo swords pants, you know, yeah. like the big poofy uh, Aikido pants, a big sleeveless vest with just these really pointy. Yeah. It looks a, like a Godfrey Ho jacket. Like it's yeah, just it's so Frank over the top. Outfit. Yeah. It's got big pointy shoulders with no sleeves and then a big rising sun bandana. But he, yeah, that headband. Runs out to the streets with uh, with some Ooh. slippers on. He's wearing slippers. He is wearing like a, a seven year old samurai costume. Absolutely. This is a gr- yeah. This is a fucking spirit of Halloween kids mm-hmm. ninja costume for sure. And so they they hijack a beer crank truck, uh, f- kind of for no reason. Like they're not going to sneak in. They're not going to be like, hey, we're we're here to deliver the crank and the beer bottles. Like, and they know that too. They're this- like, hey, we don't look like truck drivers. Because Brandon yeah. Lee looks like Brandon Lee, uh, so I don't know He's why he the said that. Same clothes, yeah, from the, he, from the night before. He yeah. could be a truck driver, but fucking Dolph Lundgren <laughs> looks like a racist clown. <laughs> that's a, that is a distracting sight, though. That's enough to be like, "What the fuck?" And then you're dead. Like he got. That's the only opening he needs. <laughs> We're here for the costume party, pal. He, uh, uh, so this truck also just left the the brewery, so it's not like they're going to be like, "Hey, we're here to deliver the secret yes. drug beer." Um, so they just crash it right through the gate and right open fucking fire. Yeah, that's and that's remember, how they use the some element of surprise <laughs> from being dead. They have Tia Carrera, so they can't do any of this because they'll just kill her. Uh, <laughs> and also, I guess they've just decided her life is worth this illegal two-man raid because they are cops, yeah. remember? They could call in a fucking SWAT team. There's yeah. a lot of reasons to uh, to go arrest the people inside here. I feel like the movie needed to do something to say like the Yakuza owns the police, right? I don't feel like they did right. enough legwork to say do anything. Yeah. yeah, to say here's why they're not doing it obvious. They didn't establish the Yakuza, the, the Yakuza at all. They just showed yeah. up and they're like, "We're new here. Give us all your shit," and that's it. There's no that first lady like, from the protection rack at the beginning was like, "Yakuza here? No, dude. What? Yeah. What are you talking?" They're about? like, "We are now. Uh, get used to it." Speaking of here, that, this uh, gonna sound crazy. But it takes place so much inside the dark underworld of Japantown that I don't know if we're in L.A. or New York. I I, I don't know what the town. I is. so I think it's L.A. because uh, there's that heart to heart they're having in the car, and Brandon Lee's like, I, "My goal is like my real dream is to be a cop in Maui," and he's like, well, "That'll never happen." He's like, "What the fuck? You're gonna shit on my dreams? I, I I'm helping you on your quest for vengeance," and he's like, "Oh, Maui's sheriff's department, not LAPD." You know? oh, so okay. that's. Okay, that's the only so connection LAPD. to California. Gotcha. Yeah, that's. But um, so we're we're in this, you know, the illegal crank beer factory, and all the racist 
archetype gang members are there too. And we get one of the, uh, the Crips gets a line and he knows that this is his only line. And he <laughs> fucking sells it. He's like, what's all that noise? Cause you know, the two dudes are shooting a, a, a doing a drive by with a truck and right. he's like, we'll handle it. He's like, well, you can call us when you handle it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> and he like really emotes it too. He yeah. like leans forward with like one hand open and up, you know, like, yeah, it's very much like a, an English speaker in a Jackie Chan movie. Like, it's just way too big. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was like, so oh, he's like, oh, that was like, wow. <laughs> Yo, Kyung, that was all right. Kyung, that was like, all right. Um, yeah, uh, that's absolutely, it's, it's fucking cartoon. He, he delivered it with like theater drama power. Yes, you know? was, very, um, very big. But I, I appreciated him. I, I love that he. He did, he did the most with his one line more yes. than that, you know, racist biker did with his one line. Um, so they so just are shooting Lee, up these dudes now. That's it. Yeah. And uh, Brandon Lee kind of fights the henchman who's pretty good. Like he puts Ninja up Turtles a pretty good guy. fight. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles guy. They do some good, they do some good shit here. They do some grappling. He puts him in an ankle lock and like actually fucking breaks his ankle. Dude's got to yeah. limp around yep. from there on out. He kicks him in the dick from the ankle lock. Very, yeah. very extra, uh, excellent adaptation. Yeah. Uh, he, he ends that fight like he spends the fight like you have the right to remain silent. You have the blah 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 blah. And he yeah, finally he's doing the thing. He's trying to all the, all the rights as yes. he's kicking his ass. And he kicks it. But again, good for them as a writer because most people would have forgotten their police by now. <laughs> yeah, they're just two fucking lunatics, samurai vigilantes. The whole yeah. movie. Uh, but he kicks him perfectly into the crank vat, and he goes, "You have the right to be dead." Then throws in a Zippo and. Sets off a chain reaction, exploding all of the crank bats, which the is the entire fucking place, which so he, excellent. which could still contain Dolph Lundgren and Tia Carrere. We don't yeah. know. He doesn't know. know. He doesn't f- yeah. fucking care. He's like, this is my chance. You have the right to be dead. You have the right to be dead. He says like a real bitch too. It's yeah, he didn't sell it. I, I feel yeah. bad because Brandon Lee's, you know, everyone knows this now. A lot of potential, you know, mm-hmm. take it too soon. But this movie didn't do all they could have done with Brandon Lee. (laughs) Run it through my theory though, that he is expertly playing like an effeminate gay man doing a false Mm -hmm. macho front. Yeah. And all of it to be dead. Yeah. And now it's brilliant. I just do it. Like the, uh, he's doing like the in living color men on film. Like (laughs) I give you two snaps to the grave and down. (laughs) He's doing 5% of gay Damon Wayans, like subdued. (laughs) Trying to hide that beneath the surface of Macho. And it's a really hard needle to thread. And I'd say he did. It's just, <laughs> it wasn't communicated to us. Uh, well, then uh, we're, we're, we're cutting to Dolph now. He's yes. in pursuit. Uh, and Carrie Tagawa got- has tied her to a gas tank. <laughs> to a gas pump, yes. <laughs> a gas pump, yeah. It's just a fucking regular gas pump with a, a line of gas clearly illustrated by the camera yeah. that he's holding a gun over. And, uh, yeah, he's still Kenner like just, setting this trap up, which yeah. is a terrible plan because he just fires off a couple of rounds and then he takes cover while Dolph frees her. Like, why? Why did he do any of it? I do like that when he when he frees her, it's like you know, right onto the wire. That they, based on their their positioning in the shot when it exploded, they did not clear this. Yeah, explosion. they didn't make the, it. Whoever was the stunt, pe- the stunt people, they're dead. Like they, these stunt people really died. <laughs> Uh, but but hopefully it wasn't the same stunt lady from earlier because she oh as a titty expert was looking pretty great 
she was doing all right. She got she got a good little, strong little muscle booty, you know. She <laughs> she she works out, or she did before she got detonated right, by this fucking gas yeah. bomb, yeah. flayed alive uh, by shrapnel. But the characters made it. They're they're free and um, right to go on a it's foot time chase. To go get. Yeah, foot chase. So I want to the... paint the picture for the audience. If you haven't seen Showdown in Little Tokyo, it ends with uh, Shang Tsung running away and Dolph Lundgren chasing him on foot. No shirt, samurai mm-hmm. pants, M16 rifle. Slippers. Yeah, slippers. M16 rifle and little slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Through a uh, crowded Japanese yeah. celebration parade. Just you know, a like fucking dressed karate up as samurai. parade. Yeah, yeah, it rules. Just a, it's Japanese culture is half remembered from an 80s Wolverine backstory. It's just <laughs> it's a smear of Japanese stuff, probably. And it's <clears throat> fucking, it looks like a good time. Yeah, and they pull samurai swords off of the parade samurais. And they're they real, real, they're swords. real swords. Yeah, they have real swords on them. Yeah. Uh, Dude, how much better of a movie would it be if they tried? They started hitting each other with these swords and they were just plastic? <laughs> <laughs> and they're making no, sound they're, effects. They're making lightsaber sound like, effects. <laughs> yeah. um, no, these are real swords and they really fuck each other up. There's some pretty yep. gruesome uh, cut effects. Yeah. He, he shoots Kenner one more time, but then Kenner's able to like do the, you know, the bullshit honor yeah. thing, talk yeah. him down and like you convince him to like give up his clear advantage. Yep. Um, and sword I fight could, him. I could take you matrix. I don't need no stinking gun. <laughs> we got to do commando at some point. That's the, we got to complete the Mark Lester. Yeah. Arc for sure. Uh, yeah. He, you get, he, he Bennett's him and they sword fight and he gets some good shots in, you know, like mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren's good. He's going to have a long recovery period, right. but he gets, these movies, it's probably just gonna be more really, handsome after all these fucking deep scars yeah, across his chest just, and face. Every, like he's even gonna, he's gonna take even more girlfriends after this. God damn it. Um, this movie does the thing that a lot of these movies do, which is try to make the villain's death as over the top as yeah, possible. So it's fucking Dolph Lundgren weird. runs him through all the way through and then just shoves him. But then it cuts and he's flying. Like he's sailing <laughs> through the air, like goes yeah. easily 15, 20 feet, pins him to a, uh, a firework board, like a pinwheel. Uh-huh. And then somebody lights it and it starts spinning with him on it, screaming in, in anger. It's you fucking, know, it's you know, like howling. that kind of evil, evil Yakuza screaming. Howling to um, death in a full celebration of Chinese New Year. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking wonderful. And then it just explodes the same way that like Kill- Killian exploded when he f- got flung through his own sign. Like that sign right. was made out of gas tanks. You know? it was, uh... <laughs> I, I think the 90s, they, they demanded like a cathartic massacre of the final villain. And yeah. it, it had to be glorious and poetic, and if not poetic, just many steps in long and painful and dramatic. Like it just has to be big. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the uh, I think the one that killed it may have been Con Air, John Malkovich's death in that one was maybe oh. the most Rube Goldberg elaborate nonsense I've ever yeah. seen, and that may have been the last time I ever saw like because uh, that did feel sarcastic. That felt it like was very sarcastic. Like someone identified the trope and mocked it, and then just kind of just killed it. <laughs> yeah so bravo at least you know showdown little tokyo got their licks in the pinwheel uh stab explosion death was pretty good and that's yeah. that's the end of my notes the movie's just over he's just like yeah, no, Fuck it's, yeah it's samurai over. like and then it's over no police report no other police show up yeah and the uh, parade just I, I they had to have thought this was part of it for like most of the sword fight they're like oh this is awesome that local so, martial arts studio must be putting on a display 
Yeah, because they all. Well, so I do. I, I I was wrong. This isn't the end. They all bow to him, don't they? Yes. Like, in honor, like in great respect for his sl- savage slaughter of this man. <laughs> that I guess they know who he is. They but would have recognized the tattoos as yakuza. Yeah, they were like, sure. "Well, you killed that yakuza guy. That was pretty sweet." Um, and it looks like you're not going to kill any of us. So I think we're. This is a good time. <laughs> yeah, let the party go. Yeah, and they just keep doing their little parade. No fire department from the exploded, you know, drug factory. <laughs> this parade good. didn't have security at all. Like no. there's guys with swords on horses, and they never thought that they should maybe have law enforcement on horses, or you know, just a nearby precinct that someone could call. Usually, when you see a parade, there's nine to a hundred cops lurking sure. around at all times. Especially in LA, but but if they were just especially Japan if town cops, maybe they know the honor. It would be <laughs> right. dishonorable to interrupt a, a death sword match. I think yeah, the Asian task force said like, "Hey, just you know, keep your distance on this one." Right. They, they call don't... it a duru. <laughs> what does that translate to? Duel. 